101. <laughs> yes. Um, so many people were like, congratulations on 100 episodes. And, and uh-huh. thank you for all of that, by the way. But yeah, that was it, fun. It doesn't feel like 100 episodes, you know, and, and it's crazy to think that, like I said, each episode is like an hour. There's 100 hours of us talking shit. Yeah. And that is amazing to me. But um, you look absolutely polka dotty and beautiful. Ooh. Yeah. You know what? I feel a little um, Julia Roberts. Remember in the movie when she's like at the racetrack and she's wearing the brown dress with the yep. white polka dots? Then, I totally feel like it's and a then George Constan- pantsuit homage. And then George Costanza was like, how much for the whore? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, oh. that's what he said. He will always be George Costanza in anything that he ever does. Um, what a great week we had. We've got lots and lots and lots to talk about, especially you with your girls' trip. Yeah, and, you and I were on two and, opposite ends of the country, but you were killing it over there in Cali. We did great. We did um, We did absolutely amazing in San Jose, California. Um, you know, it's funny. We had the, uh, the, the San Francisco 49ers um, equipment manager... Uh-huh. came to the show and then he hits me up on Instagram and says, Hey, would you like to see Levi stadium? And as you know, our friend Jeremy Bailey is a freaking nut when it comes to the 49ers. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I go, oh, yeah, man, I'd love to do that. And then the, the guy freaked out. He was like, I didn't think you would respond. And I'm like, man, I got, sh- <laughs> there's no casinos. I got <laughs> shit to do. I would love to go see the stadium. Yeah. So to doc, Thank you so much for, for reaching out because that was our daily activity. You got, did you um, get a VIP tour of the stadium? I did. I got to walk around the locker rooms and, and kind of see the behind the scenes in the stadium. And, and I got to meet um, uh, the equipment manager guys. And then yeah. one of the equipment managers, his, his dad walks in and, you know, uh, black don't crack. I mean, they, they look the same age. <laughs> I'm like, how was that your dad, dude? But so his dad, you know, and, and we, man, we started kind of chatting it up a little bit and, and, and talking and, and his, you know, we were talking about, you know, he was basically telling me that there, this younger generation, he goes, we can't find good people. He's like this young generation that comes in, they're here for, you know, several weeks and then they have all these expectations yeah. and they don't want to work for it. Well, he started, he's the team photographer and he started just as a fan taking pictures and, and, you know, reaching out to publications and saying, Hey, I have these great pictures from the game. You know, yeah. do you want to, um, in addition to while he was doing his equipment manager job, no, or, he had oh, a regular job. Oh, okay. He had a regular yeah. job, but he had a passion for the 49ers. He had a passion for football yeah. and he would take these great pictures as a fan. And then he would reach out all the time. And then one time, um, one of the press guys from the 49ers reached out and said, Hey, why don't you come on the field? Yeah. So then he would come on the field and take pictures and offer the pictures to um, the team. And, yeah. you know, and he goes, man, I just kept, you know, hitting them up. Hey, can I come back? Can I come back? Can I come back? Yeah. Now he's got a full-time position with the Niners, but he goes, man, there was probably eight years where I was not getting wow. paid. He goes, I was just hanging out. They would let me take the pictures. They would let me on the field. Yeah. I felt like it was an honor to be there, he goes, and now I have a job, and I got my son a job in the uh, equipment room. Yeah. And now oh, cool. father son work at, for the 49ers. And I just thought, uh, uh, you know, what a cool story. Yeah. You know, and I just really enjoyed going to see the stadium, hanging out, checking out the uh, locker room. You know, of course, I sent some pictures to Jeremy Bailey because 
you know, I wanted to, to brag to him. Look to at rub me. it in that you yeah. were there. Yeah. Look at me. I'm at the, uh, the uh, stadium or whatever. Uh-huh. But that was cool. Sold out shows before we got there. You know, and, and that club, holy moly, that club's huge. Yeah. It's got a balcony. It's like a theater. You know, I mean, I think there's 600 seats. I keep getting so many messages about, oh my gosh, can I, can I just, I just need two tickets together for like this show. Like your tickets for everything are going so, so fast. fast. So people do not sleep because I keep, I mean like don't, once the tickets go on sale, like we're sending out an email saying they're on sale, snack them, don't out wait. it so, so very fast. And it Which is, is very just, exciting. It is exciting. It is overwhelming. It is, um, um. It's just a, a blessing. I mean, it really is such a, a, a blessing and really, really freaking cool shows in, in San Jose. Yeah. You know, and had and, you been there in a while? I can't remember. Uh, I think we did it last year. Um, and we did really well last year. And then this year just, I mean, completely boom. Yeah. Everything was gone. We talked about adding a show. We did not add a show because, you know, we, we want to start moving to bigger venues. And, and it's funny because. You know, and, and again, and I've said it before on this podcast, I know I have because we've done 100 hours of it. <laughs> I don't want to do theaters because of the lack of intimacy. However, we want to do theaters because I am a family man and I don't want to be on the road Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? I want to be yeah. on the road Friday, Saturday, and then come home to my, be with my family. So, of course, you know, we do these theaters and they go, okay, we're going to move you to kind of um, you know, mid-level theaters or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 1500 seaters, 2000 seaters. And I'm like, great, I'll work Friday, Saturday. It'll be awesome. And then boom, all that shit sold out. Yeah. Now we're adding Thursdays. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm going back to working. Well, yeah. Cause Thursdays. some of these, we didn't, we didn't anticipate it. And some of these theaters can't do two shows in one night. So now you're having to come back a second night. We're, we're figuring it out and we'll get it right next year. So we're, we're very, very excited about it. Um, tell me about your girl's trip. Oh, it was so good. It was great for a lot of reasons. One, it was like, I went with a group of girls that I have known for years. Like I grew up in my twenties in LA and it's this like group of women. We were all in LA in our twenties and now we've split up and gone everywhere. I've got a friend in Mississippi. I've got a friend in Washington, DC. Christina's still in Cali. Um, She's the only one. Well, Linda is too. Linda. Yeah, Linda was had been living in London. I hadn't seen Linda in years. Linda's one of my favorite London. favorite names. Linda, <laughs> come on, Linda. But Linda was living overseas for a long time, so um, we just decided we were like, you know what, we're going to make it happen this year. A lot of us hadn't seen each other in years, and we were like, we're going to make it happen. And we chose Nashville because it was the flights were cheap, and we could all get there pretty easily. Um, and, and for the record, how many girls' weekends have we had this year? For the record. What Girls weekend. Just for the record, how many girls weekends have you had this? This, this was year? the second time I went away Full with the kiddos. Full weekend. The first one was two nights. This one was three nights. Just, so just to be clear. Yes. Okay. Just for the record. <laughs> how many casinos have you visited this year? At work. Just to be clear, how many nights have you stayed out to, over past three a.m. in a casino? Just to be At clear. Work. At no work. children. No children. At work. Wife taking care of the kiddos while you enjoy and gamble. At work. Okay, just to be At clear. Work. Yes. Just to be clear. And, and lately I've been on a, a losing streak, so I, I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> you know, last year we were like, woohoo, I can't fucking stop winning. And then lately it's been rough, but 
I will be back in a casino and I will get my monies back at work when of I go course. to work. I don't just go to go. Right. Go ahead. Right. So what was the highlight? Um, we kind of completely avoided downtown. I mean, I'd been down on Broadway with you. Um, once or twice. Down on Broadway. One of, Nicole had been down on Broadway too, but the others hadn't. So I think they just at least wanted to see it. We went at noon on Nuts. a Friday. We literally walked down like maybe two or three blocks with them. And the rest of the group was like, over it, let's go. I mean, nuts, dude. that was the extent of it. Middle of the day at one in the afternoon on a weekday. So stinking loud. It's like all the bars are competing for who can be the loudest. So the street itself is, and they, you know, they all have the doors and the windows open. It's so rowdy and nuts. Um, it is for sure the bachelorette capital of the world. Like, I guess there's these famous, um, it's like a famous mural. It's a black wall with white, huge, massive butterfly wings. A huge line just for that. Just to take a picture on a street corner standing in front of these wings. All women, of course, not a single man in the line. <laughs> but there are like so many other, all the other businesses have Instagram opportunities set up. But for whatever reason, women like wait in droves Dude, for that damn mural. Nashville is blowing up. I mean, nice. that is the, the like you said, the, the um, bachelorette capital, uh -huh. right? You said the food was amazing. Well, so so yeah, that was what I really enjoyed is that we completely avoided downtown and still had an amazing time. Like so many great restaurants. You and I talk about how we miss ethnic food so much. Such great ethnic food. We ate at a Middle Eastern and, restaurant. And just to be clear, man, I want to perform in Nashville. I know. I got I messages want to. about that. They were like, why does Steve not do Nashville and Memphis? And I was like, those are two. We talked about Memphis too, like wanting to stop in. But, but you know, again, you know, all the bookers in Nashville are like, well, Steve's Mexican. You know, he's not really the Nashville. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, I think you could do a theater in Nashville. Absolutely. Like Fuck now em. that we see what's but, but that's, happening. But that's, that's one of those markets where, you know, me and you love that town. Yeah. I would love to go in early to see Anthony Bruto at, at Loretta, Loretta Lynn's, Lynn's Ranch yeah. and hang out and do the whole thing. But, you know, we're having trouble getting bookers to see past the fact that I am Mexican-American. Yeah. So hopefully we will very, very soon. And and get into Nashville because we do. I want to do Nashville. I love Nashville. Yeah, I um, want to go back with you. I missed. I I think that had you been there with me, I would have done like the loud rowdy one night on well, Broadway. I don't but know. Was not it, with a group of girls? I don't want people all dudes all up in my space. It was before COVID, but we went out. It was a probably a Friday or Saturday night. I want to say it was a Wednesday. Or was night. it a Wednesday night? We were passing through to get to another gig, and Garrett was little. Delilah wasn't born yet. Your sister was with us. So she yes. stayed at the Airbnb with Garrett and you and I went down to Broadway and it was like super amazing it was, and chill. It, well, it was chill, but it was still busy enough. I remember it still being pretty busy. But, but don't you remember it shut down early? Because we followed one band. They were like, oh, we have, it was like a trio, a girl and some guys. And they were like, we have another gig around the corner. It's really cool. Come, you know, come follow us, go to this place. This is our late night gig. Well, so. it was cool because we were in, I think it was Toby Keith's or one of those, not Toby Keith's. It was um, Tracy Lawrence. Uh, every country artist has, <laughs> has, has their, their bar or whatever. <laughs> but we're in there and there's probably 15 of us in that little bar, remember? Yeah. And then one of the dudes on stage, because uh, I was in a magazine in Nashville for maybe the Loretta Lynn thing or whatever. Yeah, and, and that's he, what it was. And he holds up the magazine and he points to it and he points at me. And I was like, we're in, we're in. This guy knows us. 
Um, and he turned out to be a, a, you know, he was telling me, he's like, oh, well, this guy plays for Garth and this guy plays for Tracy Lawrence. And the, you, you know, learned that like all those people you're watching are all studio musicians that well, play. And, and what was even crazier, you know, I forget we requested a song and he was like, we're not allowed to play that song in here. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. He was like, you know, whoever's bar it was, was like, no, you know, we're not allowed to play that musician here. And I was like, oh shit. Which okay. kind of makes sense and a weird, uh, I don't know. Uh, but I'm glad you had a good weekend. I did. You know what? I but I also um, it was interesting to experience what you probably feel on the road when you're away from the family because I'm glad you brought that up. Because <laughs> you know, on this podcast, we do talk about real life shit, and and yeah. I think that that was one of those moments um, that made me go, "Oh my gosh!" I hope because I always tell that like you cannot you can tell people. All of the time. I don't know why that's um, uh, open. But you can tell people all of the time, like, hey, this feels that way. Don't do that to me. Or you can tell people, hey, don't do this. It's a bad idea. Yeah. But until people actually experience it. And know what that feels and, like. And know right? what it feels until like. walked a mile in someone's shoes. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and one of the big issues that, that I have, just to lead into this, one of the big issues that I have is, is that when I am on the road... Number one, I have to be there. Number, you know, I'm working. And sometimes Renee will call me and say, hey, you know, Garrett's not feeling well. Or Delilah's not feeling well. And I'm like, man, I, I, now my weekend is really shitty. Yeah. Because all I can think about is my sick kids. And I've always said like, hey, if it's not emergency room, then don't, don't let me know. Yeah. And you'd be like, well, I got to let you know what's going on over here. And it's like, but I'm on the road and it sucks. Yeah. Right? So this time. So this time, well, Rebecca, our nanny, got sick. and But I didn't know till I was already at the airport. Because you and I were at the airport together flying off in different directions. And so then I was like, oh, and maybe I'm not, like, maybe I'm not getting on this plane. I definitely had that moment where I was like, maybe this means I don't go. <laughs> like, I was feeling like a bad mom, you know? And, uh, but Betty was great. And Betty was like, I'll come stay with the kids till your folks get there. Cause the plan was for my parents to come spend the week with the kids when they weekend with the kids, when they were done with their work week. Um, so that worked out and we like you and I both were talking to each other on our phones, even though we're in the same airport at opposite ends and, uh, figured it out. So I was like, okay, I am getting on the plane. Well then two days into the trip, Delilah is sick and I'm calling the pediatrician to get her a, you know, a Saturday appointment. And I just felt like. Here I'm having my parents take her to the pediatrician, like not feeling good about not being here, knowing she's not sleeping well. And oh no, then Renee's calling me. me going, maybe I should go home and this sucks and I just can't, I'm I can't like, enjoy, I can't enjoy myself and I'm worried about the kids. And I go, yes, dude, I know how that I was going to change my flight. Like I was looking at flights and I was like, you know what? I can fly out Saturday evening because I planned to fly home Sunday morning anyway. And I was like, it's not a huge difference in the time I get to spend with my friends. You know, I had had a great night with them before. Um, and so I was like, maybe I just call it early. I was having a really hard time with it. And you were like, no, just stay. Everything is fine. I talked to your parents. Delilah's okay. She's just a little needy. Um, but, but that's the thing with kids. There's always going to be something. Yeah. There's always going to be something. And, and no doubt that you... Um, needed this trip that that it was a trip that was very important to you and and yeah. you know to catch up with your girlfriends and 
hey, you, the kids are going to get sick and yeah. things are going to happen. It's, it's, it's the, you know, and of course it's your parents, so it's not us, but it's one of those things where handle it, handle it. Yeah. You know, and, and that's why I get frustrated with you sometimes where I'm like, are they going to the emergency room? Are well, they, you know, well, I mean, they <laughs> have before, but, but, but I'm like, man, like it feels so shitty to be on the road. And then you come to me and you say, well, Garrett doesn't feel well. And I'm like, oh my, I, I, I can't be there. Yeah. I just can't be there. You know? Yeah. Um, and then it was funny cause you missed me and then Renee would call me and be like, well, so you, you haven't called me and, <laughs> and what's going on? And I go, I go, Renee, I don't, you're on your girl's trip. I don't want to bother you at all. You know, when, when I want to set an example and go, look, I don't want to bother you. I don't have, I don't need you. I don't. You know, there's nothing important. Yeah. Enjoy your weekend with your girls. I don't want to be calling you constantly because I know how it feels too to be on a guy's trip or a girl's trip and having to step away. Right. And go, oh, well, you know, guys, I, I you know, I, I got to get away from the craps table because, you know, <laughs> I got to talk to Captain Evil over here because she wants to tell me about her lunch. And what she ate and the good restaurant she went to. And I'm just sitting there. No, like, but it was okay, good. Right. We went. To, I got a pedicure while I was there because my toes are really nasty. The girls were so sweet. We planned to go shopping one day. And um, and I was like, look, if I could sneak off. So they found a, a pedicure place that was where they wanted to go shopping. And I popped in and got a pedicure while they went shopping for a good. bit. And, and I'm, I'm glad. Good. I'm glad that you had an opportunity to go see your girlfriends and hang out and enjoy Nashville. And I'm glad, you know what? I'm glad you learned a lesson. I'm glad I stayed that extra night. Like, I'm glad I got over my anxiety about it and stayed the extra night. We ended up finding, um, going to a place that was off the strip, but like a historic music venue. And I didn't tell you this, but we saw this really cool blues, blues grass band who's played over 40 plus times at the Grand Old Opry. Wow. Like, isn't that crazy? But what was so cool, what I loved is that they were a husband and wife couple. That's cool. Like from the same place. And I don't, I can't remember North Carolina or South Carolina. Um, and I just thought, you, you know, I always love seeing husbands and wives that like work together or collaborate in <laughs> and some try way. to succeed yeah. <laughs> like us. We, uh, we're trying folks. Um, <clears throat> but I'm really glad you had a good time. And, and San Jose was so San Jose, the comedy club, you've been to that comedy club and then upstairs is mm-hmm. the green room. And then you can actually walk out of the window onto this like um, overlook downtown. Every single night after my shows and after uh-huh. my thing, we'd look out there and fights. Yeah. Like we had front row to all the fights. You had a front row to the shit show. You love that. And then, and then I think it was Friday. I couldn't get to the club because I had blocked the street off. A homeless naked man had climbed the building like two buildings over. And was on the awning naked, and they had full police. They had to, they had to shut down the street. So, how did people get to your show? I don't. Well, they had to go around the other side or walk because they had closed the the street down. And then, you know, Timmy, of course, was there early. He said, "I got the whole thing. I got it right here. I filmed it. The the naked homeless guys on the thing. <laughs> Timmy's you know, on, Timmy's got it on Facebook Live. <laughs> but there's a freaking Wild West out there, man. They got a naked homeless guy up there. You got literally every single night fights." Yeah. In the streets, straight up fights. Like, people throw into, and then the cops are like, eh, you know. Eh. But people still coming out to the shows? Like, that didn't deter them, the craziness? Uh, well, I, you know, a lot of them, a lot of them were like, oh, we don't like coming down here. But, you know, for your show, yeah, you know, we came. But it was crazy, man. I mean, it, it, literally every night at the end, I would wind down upstairs, and then we'd look across the street, because that's where all the clubs were. Uh-huh. 
like, you know, the kid clubs, 20s or whatever. Yeah. Boom. Throwing, you know, fighting. You know, I mean, it was just nuts. Like, every single night was a different fight. And we had front row balcony seats looking down at the peasants like throwing popcorn yeah look at look at them fight <laughs> look at them look at them beat each other up but i mean all in all I, I just i can't thank the people that came out enough so many people asked for you and i have a gift and i don't have it because it's in the merch bag timmy has the merch bag uh-huh. so i want to make sure that um the person that gave me the gift knows that it's not on this episode but next episode we will open the gift um, she brought something really special for um, Delilah and Garrett, Aww, and I have it. Sweet. So I want to make sure that they know that that we are going to give them love, and we we thank them so much for that gift, and, yeah. and we will do it um, next episode. And then I have a challenge coin um, again that 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 kind of missed the the window there, but this one is a Ranger 3D Ranger uh, BN, and I'm so proud and happy. To have it, and it will be displayed. We're running um, out of room. We are running out of room. We're going to need another case. And then here's what's... Merrill's Marauders. Yep, Merrill's Marauders. Wow. China, cool? Burma, India, Korea, and Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah, it's a... The, Holy cow. You know, Army Rangers have done so much um, for us, and, and I'm just so happy and proud to, to have that cool. coin. And then, um, through a, a weird coincidence... Uh-huh. Um, our, one of my very good friends, Michael Chester and Audra Chester, you know, they've, they're older than us, but, but they have been in our lives for a very, very long time. And, yeah. um, Michael's boys play competitive baseball at, on a very, very high level. I mean, they won the state championship here in Texas this year. Yeah. Um, well, they play on a travel team. Coincidentally, the wrestler, Bill Goldberg's son, plays on that team what was goldberg's famous phrase that he used to say all the time you're next that's what he would Set say it yep. you're next right mm-hmm. um and then michael's talking to to bill and telling him how how much i do for veterans and what we do for veterans uh-huh. and and goldberg has a super super passion for veterans as well we had lunch yesterday i did post it on my instagram great guy yeah great guy me and him are very, very similar. We hit it off right away. We ended up eating at this um, this restaurant in Bernie called Compadres. Uh-huh. And I got to tell you, it looks like a little wooden shack. And, and you know, I'm like, I'm supposed to meet Goldberg Oh, that was here? the name of my favorite Mexican restaurant in L.A. Right, yep. But we get there. Menu is so very cool. It's like a barbecue Mexican fusion. Interesting. And the food was amazing they do protein bowls with with barbecue chicken with barbecue turkey with barbecue brisket you're gonna have to take me i'm gonna gonna have have to to take you super super awesome we sit down like i said and the best part is we get there and and i get there first Uh and i'm trying to find a table or whatever and and um i i i find a kind of a table in the corner and I had already ordered because you order from the thing and then you go sit down. There's no waiters or waitresses. Gotcha. So I had already sat down and I knew Bill was was right behind me. Right, Bill. My, my friend Bill. <laughs> um, I knew Bill was right behind me. Uh-huh. And then the, the the couple next to me were like, oh my God, Steve Trevino, we're, we're huge fans. Can we take a picture with you? Uh-huh. Perfect timing. Bill walks in uh-huh. and I hand Bill the phone and I go, hey, can you take a picture <laughs> of us? Do you mind? <laughs> and he goes, what? Awesome. They want me in the picture too. 
And then I look at them and they're like, yes, we want him in the picture too. Like, holy crap, we're sitting here. Steve Trevino walks in and Goldberg walks in. Let's take a picture. How fun. And, and, uh, and Bill was like, well, you know, you're pretty popular around here, you know. And, and I mean, that's his hangout. That's where he hangs out. So he has now partnered with the owner of, and by the way, the owner of, of Compadres is a veteran. And he is from the Rio Grande Valley. Uh-huh. Very, very nice guy. We sat down. They're actually doing a, a huge benefit with Goldberg on August 6th there in, in Bernie. And they are called uh, the Purple Heart Project. Oh, I like that name. And and Goldberg gave me a challenge coin. He has yeah. his own challenge coin, He has his own challenge coin. Look at that. And I, I was, cool. you know, Phil, uh, our neighbor, um, Phil McGrill. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he's such a good friend of mine, and he um, is an EOD guy who blew, who who was blown up in... in yeah, um, we had him on the, we when we on, did the My Life in Quarantine yes. podcast. And I, I, you know, I know how much he loves wrestling, so I brought him one. Oh, cool. Um, so, Bill Goldberg, I want you to know that, that I know you gave me a coin, and, and I appreciate that. But I also gave one of your coins to somebody very, very special, um, uh, a very, very special veteran, Phil... And he's so appreciative of it. But um, we started talking uh-huh. and we both have a, a crazy passion for veterans. So we have a meeting next week to hopefully me, Bill, the compadre team, really figure out how we can be more effective helping our veterans. Yeah. You know, and, and I told him, I said, look, man, you know, last year we ended up feeding almost a thousand enlisted men and women for Thanksgiving. And... Yeah, you know, we, I say we, but talk about a heck of a time. Well, I just think to, having access to a commercial kitchen would be amazing. Well, that's what I told him. I go, man, if you could help us with the sides. And they're closer to San Antonio and too. they're closer to San Antonio. Yeah. And he was like, man, I am in. You know, because Charlie and Amy, you know, wow. Our neighbors the, were cooking tur- turkeys in their kitchen. 15 like, turkeys yeah, at a time. They were cooking. For days cooking People chickens. came over. They were frying some. They were, bake, they were, they were baking some. I mean, they were just going crazy. So. Yeah. You know, hopefully this this marriage with me and 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 Goldberg um, could lead to something special. And and I told Michael Chester, I said, Mike, I go, I don't think what you ch- I don't think you realize just connecting the two of you, saying I got this friend and I got this friend and they need to meet. I, I go, I go, Michael, you you put us together, and I don't think you realized how much you're going to help veterans. Yeah. You know, by putting us together. Um, by us joining forces, being smarter, being more effective with our, our, our fundraising. Yeah. I told Michael, I said, man, this is huge. I can't thank you enough. And, and Mike, you know, he's, he's very sweet and very humble. And he goes, oh man, I, I just put two friends together, you know? Yeah. And, and, but it, it's stuff like that where and it was funny because I didn't know what the lunch was going to turn into. You know, I just thought, man, here's two guys in entertainment who are, you know, very, share a mutual friend. Let's have lunch. Let's talk. Have yeah. a mutual friend, both yeah. love Texas. Have a, have a mutual yeah. friend and, and, you know, and, and that's the thing that, that, you know, I don't think people realize if I'm ever at a party and there's somebody else in entertainment, we just find each other. Yeah. You know, if we're backstage at a concert and there's another um, person in entertainment, we just find each other. Well, it's a shared experience, right? There's, we there's we connect mutual, with people over shared experiences. There's a mutual understanding. There's a mutual, hey, we live the same life, right? Yeah. People think 
there's certain things you don't have to explain. They're already understood. Look at that little Is that fan. Delilah? <laughs> Is it Garrett or Delilah? It's Delilah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she can now get to the point where on her tippy toes, she can reach those door handles and open them up. And, and because, you know, and this is a hard topic to bring up because I don't want people to think that I am. She did not want that to be I pulled am, away from um, the door. unappreciative of my life or I'm not um, grateful for, for this beautiful life that me and you live. Yeah. However, I don't think people truly understand how hard of work it is. And how much sacrifice comes with that. Well, there's a you unique know. set of challenges. That we, I mean, we just started this episode talking about how you don't realize until you walk a mile in someone's shoes. There's a unique set of challenges that we navigate. There's, there is a, a unique set of challenges. And a lot of people do not live our life, right? We're, we're a very small percentage. And, and I don't think people quite understand. So when I sit there with, with Goldberg and we, you know, we were talking about the road. And you know, Bill brought up, he goes, man, I hate the fucking road. He goes, I love the stage. Well, wrestlers, their travel schedule's stupid. He goes, right? I, he goes, like, I love the stage, and I love the fans, yeah. and I love to be on stage. He goes, the road sucks, and then he was telling me that he is, you know, he still works with the the uh, wrestling. Uh-huh. And he goes, man, we had to do a. He goes, I had to go on the road to do a live a, a taping in front of no audience. He goes, so during COVID. During or? COVID, he goes, so not only do I hate the road. The only thing I do love is being in front of that audience and performing. He goes, now I'm on the road doing a match in front of no audience. You know, uh, he goes, so you can imagine how shitty that felt. Yeah. And I told him, I go, man, I go, I know how it feels, dude. I'm, you know, and even now I'm still doing these Zoom corporate gigs, Mm -hmm. you know, where they want me to perform in front of a freaking computer. And he goes, oh man, I got to do that bullshit too, man. It's the fucking worst, you know. So there was just a kind of a mutual deal. And, and I did not know what would come of me sitting with Bill. Mm-hmm. Well, we're at the restaurant that he partnered with to do this um, Purple Heart um, project with. Yeah. And all of a sudden, man, he's like, yeah, we're doing this. We're doing that. We're having, you know, we're having these obstacles. We're trying to grow it. We're trying to get bigger. And I go, oh, I go, man, I go, here me and Jake, we're trying to figure out how do we do an event in the San Antonio, New Braunfels area? And then I end up meeting you. I mean, my brain, my, my mind was like going a million miles an hour. Cause yeah. I'm like, you know, there is a God and things happen for a reason. And now all of a sudden I'm sitting there with Bill Goldberg. He's talking about his passion for veterans. He's talking about an event that they already do that they need help with. And I'm like, well, fuck man, let's put it all together. Yeah. You know? So it, it was just so cool that this two guys with a mutual friend in the business eating lunch turned into, you love the veterans. I love the veterans. Yeah. You want to raise money for veterans and you need help with your cause. I'll help you. You help me. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I'm hoping that the, the relationship continues, um, to grow and cultivate. And I hope that together, you know, we did almost $800,000 last year and, and my goal has always been a million. Mm-hmm. Man, if, I think together with somebody like Goldberg, together me and him can, can really make a huge difference and a yeah. big impact uh, for our veterans here in Texas and abroad too because, you know, we get veterans from all over yeah. um, the country. So uh, just super excited about it. You know, thrilled to have met somebody that, 
that is in, and, and then just to see that he's he's just a really happy-go-lucky guy. You know, took every picture. Where's that, he from that, originally? He is a, a Oklahoma guy. He's from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. His, I knew there was something Southern about him. That makes sense. His brother lives in. Um, um, <laughs> look at this guy. Hi. Look at, speaking of Michael Chester. Hey, you're on the podcast. Watch what you say. Uh, <laughs> he got quiet. He's like, now I'm not saying anything. <laughs> we, uh, what are you doing? Buddy, I, I'm, I'm not kidding you, man. And uh, things happen for a reason. Yeah. I was literally, I was really literally on the podcast talking about how you put two friends together and how it has birthed, hopefully a relationship that will, that will be fruitful to help our veterans. And, sure. and, and I think that things happen for a reason, you know? So I was literally bringing up your name. We were, your we name. We were talking about you, Michael. We were telling the whole world about you. Wow. Well, I kind of thought everybody already knew about number 12. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> they don't. But if anybody's interested, just give them my number, Steve, and I'll tell them all about how good of a ball player I used to be. Oh, I know you will, buddy. And, and yeah, you know, sure. he, Michael was telling me and, and Goldberg on a group text and, you know, he puts his picture up from his high school. And I'm like, Michael, do you not realize that you were sending your photograph to, pe- to two people who do things on a professional level? <laughs> All right. This isn't high school drama. This is. <laughs> this well, is- I understand. But one thing I do know is every rose has a thorn. And me hanging out with y'all, I'm your thorn. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. But but so. thorn, thorns are usually sharp and uh, skinny. You are well, you are true. soft and and chubby. <laughs> Vertically challenged, horizontally inclined. That's a fact. <laughs> I love you, Mike. Good one. I do, brother. Y'all be good. I'll call you back, boss. Later. I like that vertically challenged, horizontally inclined. Yep. I never heard that. That's cute. Um, but he, uh, you know, again, look, you know, we're talking about him, we're thinking about him yeah. and then boom, he calls, right. It's just one of those things that, that I truly believe things, things happen for a reason, Yeah. you know, and, and well, it so, was like last year with the turkeys and Amy and, and Chris needing to feed all these people. And we were like, well, we got 10 turkeys. Like we did our, yeah, we did our pie challenge and we were not quite sure. And it all happened crazy. Right. Cause you know, Sonia over at Camp Pendleton and her um, Marine husband, mm-hmm. um, they, you know, they're the ones that started this thing. And originally we were sending our pies to Pendleton. And then well, all it was only the second year. That was, was the our first second year. year. Yeah. And then all of the sudden, um, Sonia calls and goes, wow, the press that you've gathered, we have somebody out here that's willing to give us almost $100,000 to do pies and turkey. And we're like, uh, okay. Yeah. She goes, so do what you got to do in Texas with your pies. Then our neighbors walk over and go, Hey, we're feeding 500 people over Thanksgiving. What are you going to do with those pies? And we're like, I've got them for you. Yeah. And then, you know, Rudy who stole Betty away from us, (laughs) you know, he was nice enough to make us those pies right over at shake and bake bakery. Yeah. And, And it all just came together and here we are feeding um, almost a thousand, um, and I would venture to say probably a thousand between the six seven hundred we fed, and yeah. then um, the the amount of people that that Sonia fed for Thanksgiving at Camp Pendleton. So yeah, I mean, it all just kind of the pieces kind of fell into place, and and it turned, and it always does, and and that's what I tell Captain Evo here. You always Renee's <laughs> always so worried about 
well, how are we going to do this? And how are we going to do that? And, and what do we do this? And what, what if this goes wrong? And what if that goes wrong? And I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> it'll all work out. Don't worry about it. Keep putting good in the world and it'll all work out. I always say, I'm going to get Renee into heaven. I can't get her into VIP heaven where I'm going to be, but I'm going to get her into heaven. We <laughs> talked about this last week. I'm going to heaven with the heathens. Yes. Um, I'll, be, I'll be producing a podcast show in heathen heaven. That's what I'll be doing. But Delilah's uh, potty training is going great. Yeah, people were asking. I mean, she's little. She's little, y'all. So she can't get herself dressed and undressed. But this morning I was like giving the family rules for Delilah's potty training and like what we're all supposed to be trying to do. And what did Garrett say? Garrett said, mom, you sound like the potty training news station. Yeah. (laughs) But I will, I will tell you, man, and and I am enjoying so much um, Delilah and this, this before two uh, age. And, and, you know, I, I don't think there's anything more beautiful you know, I'm always the first one awake uh, here at the house, and I, I'm usually the one when I'm home to open the door when Delilah wakes up. And uh-huh. there, there's just nothing more beautiful and special than my baby girl in her crib, just with like this smile, huge smile. Ready to get out and face the day. Like, and, and she throws her arms up, like, and then she gets really cute and sweet, and she throws her face into the pillow. <laughs> You know, and and kicks her legs, and then she gets up again and smiles at me, and and there's just there's just something just so beautiful about being a parent. Well, this morning was such a sweet moment. She like we were going out to the chicken coop to get out before it gets too hot because it's a severe weather warning again. But um, she was wandering around the house, and Garrett's like, "Mom, she wants her hat and her sunglasses." And I don't know how he knew that. I wear my hat and my. But he was like, she wants her hat and her sunglasses. So she had her sunglasses in her hand. She was looking for a hat. I found it. And she puts it on. And we're, she's got her boots that she wears to the chicken coop. And uh, we're walking out the door. And you're already out there in the garage. And she has your hat. And I go, oh, daddy already has a hat. But she wanted you to wear the straw cowboy hat, like her straw hat. And so I said, oh, daddy, do you want your hat? As soon as she heard you say, oh, yes, my hat. She was like so excited to bring to it to me. It up well, because, you know, you. when I when I when I work on projects outside, I put my snake boots on. I put um, I, I have a, a Wrangler, um, very thin, long sleeve shirt yeah. that is basically my sunblock. Yeah. And then I put on my my straw cowboy hat so I could shade my face. And and that is my work in the yard, work on projects outfit. Yes. And lately it sucks because I just haven't been able to work outside because I mean, 105 degrees, it's, it's insane. So I'm doing all my working in the mornings or the evening time. Yeah. Um, but Delilah sees me in my work in the yard uh, project outfit yeah that i wear you know i just literally. thought how stinking cute that she wants to have her hat and her sunglasses like, like her daddy. daddy but hers are much better accessorized oh, her she straw looks- hat and her little sunglasses and her little unicorn boots are very cute she looks so cute today and we went out to the chicken coop to clean everything up and and keep it all tidy and nice and delilah she my boots my boots gotta wear my boots because she has these little little unicorn rubber boots and garrett has his rubber boots and, yeah. and we go out um, out there and working. And then I, you know, I have had comments where people go, why are you wearing snake boots? Well, because we live in, in the hill country, we have 12 acres. I'm stomping around all over those 12 acres. Yeah. And there are snakes and it is a good shin protector when I weed eat. 
because the weed eater throws things at you. Oh. You wouldn't know. No, I but, wouldn't. But it throws things at you and it, it protects my shins from getting... Rick wouldn't know either. Rick has no idea <laughs> what the fuck I'm talking about. He has a Felipe come to the house weekly and cut his yard. But um, no, I'm telling you, Rick has no fucking clue. But, it, you know, all in all, great weekend. And then this weekend... And I'm, I'm, I'm man, I, I, I looked at the website for the Mall of America and I thought to myself, am I going to do the Mall of America? And then think to myself, I wish my family was here. We looked at plane tickets. They're so They're expensive. They're so fucking expensive. So maybe we'll check again. Okay. Because if we can make it work. Because I'm telling you, dude, there's like, in this place, I started looking at the website. Yeah. There's Ferris wheels. There's roller coasters. There, I mean, this mall is insane. And I just, I don't want to go to, and, and by the way, I don't know why or what or how, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, yes, you knew about the Mall of America. Yeah, we talked about it in school. Like when you talked about, when you learned about the states and capitals and kind of what was cool about each state, that was what you learned. You learned about the Mall of America. That's when I learned about it. Rick, being from, from um, Michigan, <clears throat> did you ever go to the Mall of America? No, no, Minnesota's far away from Michigan. Well, I mean, but it's in your, I mean, you know, uh, uh, it's in, it's in it's the area. Of, you're, yeah, you're part of the country. Yeah, Midwest, yeah. If we were but, to no, the country. Like... But you never went. But, but as a kid, you're my age, as a kid, did you hear about the Mall of America? Was it a thing? Oh, absolutely, for sure. Dude, I was looking on the website and Renee, there is. Oh, well, don't tell me this now. I, I, look, I think that that maybe if we can make it work, we should because the sprinter you know. van's getting spruced up, so we don't have the sprinter van because otherwise, I'd say I know it's kind of a long drive, but let's suck it up and do it that way. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll see. We need a we need a sponsorship from American Airlines is what we need. But, <laughs> but American American Airlines, we hit a hundred episodes. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> Speaking of sponsors, we haven't given any love to our sponsors oh, this episode. Yes, thank you for bringing the it up. sponsors we do Handle have. It. Oh, you're so much better at this than I am, but Aztec Chevy, who is currently sprucing up our Sprinter van for us. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're thinking about buying a car, a truck, a van, anything, you hit up our friends at Aztec Chevrolet. That's Aztec Chevrolet, folks. Aztec Chevrolet for all of your vehicle needs. They are good people from good homes that need the fucking business. <laughs> Aztec, Chevrolet. That's how they prefer you say that. Well, and what's cool, and 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 Trevino over there, Jerry, he he sent me. They have a '57 Chevy right now, and they have um, several a Pontiac. They have several classic cars on their lot right now. Classic cars. Yes, they're beautiful. So Aztec Chevrolet. Also, please, oh, if you drink coffee. I I need like a vintage Porsche. Like We're this working outfit, on it. this Julia Roberts outfit and a vintage Porsche would be really cute. We're working on it. Well, I, 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 Let's I, get the Sprinter Van Vicks first. I will get you a Porsche someday. <laughs> um, as, I got to get my square body Chevy and then I will get you a Porsche, but me first. You never like cars until me. Um, and then old salt coffee. You're already drinking coffee. You might as well get it from a veteran owned and operated veteran company oldsaltcoffee.com every bag of coffee that you buy they give me one dollar oh by the way rick i gotta send out the coins you gotta send those addresses to me their packaging is so beautiful like i love their package actually can you email renee the addresses to send out the coins for the subscriptions 
and then we will have we'll have Rebecca do it today. Okay. We got to do it. Um, and then also our friends at Pick Cherries listen to podcasts like you've never listened before. Pick Cherries, get the app, enjoy podcasts. I love podcasts. those guys. Oh, Stu's the best. So love those guys. Um, yeah, yeah it, and it's so hard with the sponsors uh, because it kind of stops our conversation. But you know, we hope people understand that. These brands support us, and that's how we're able to turn on the lights and the cameras in here and keep this thing happening for 100 episodes. So it has been. Um, we are grateful and appreciate it. Very grateful and, and appreciative. Um, is there anything else? Well, no. Now I want to get off and look at flights for the Mall of America. I got to tell you, man, I, I looked at the website, and I'm like, holy crap. I, I mean, look. I think we could spend two days in there, be entertained, and not see it all. I mean, the thing is huge. The, I mean, the, the, the photographs I saw. Uh, I just got images. the kickboard to put on the back of the stroller so I can wheel both the kids through the Mall of America, no problem. Yep. So we will see. We'll see if the family gets to come um, to the Mall of America and then Irvine Improv. We, we not oh, many tickets left in the no, added show. So there and are still some in Minnesota. So if you guys know people around Minnesota, because you haven't done Minnesota. that part of the country, Minnesota. please, please let them know Steve is coming. Yeah, there. Um, but Irvine, there's only that last show on Sunday. We're going to add another one. Are you? Because people hit me up and they said, are you going to add another show? And I said, there's some tickets left for that one. We got to sell that one out. I think we're going to add another show on Saturday. And then we're going to be in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah there. Hey, there. You're going to come to the Mall of America there? In Minnesota? We're going to go to Minnesota. So very excited about that. And then I'm yeah. so dang proud of Jose Trevino. Oh, my God, Renee. He was in the All-Star Game last night. And they mic'd him up. They had him on a mic, uh-huh. and you know he was just so charming and so appreciative and so humble. And I, look, whatever happened last night, it's now going viral. Uh huh. He's gonna blow up. Oh, I'm gonna have to you go back You met him and here. He's family. Oh. You met him here. He's gonna blow up. And I'm so stinking proud of him because I know how hard that guy works. I know the kind of heart that that man has. I know the love he has for his beautiful fiance yes. and family. Oh my God, I, I saw Marky posted a picture of them at whatever the all-star event was, like on the runway. And they, Jose's wearing this black suit with like kind of a paisley brocade silver print on it. And they had a matching jacket made for their son. It was so cute. Well, and then, and then Marky had posted a video that has also somewhat gone viral of her watching. So Jose's being mic'd. And he's about to go hit for okay. the first time in an all-star game. He has the mic on and they go, hey, is it okay to talk to you right now? You're about to hit. And he goes, no, no, it's fine. Like, yeah, you're not going to distract me. I'm, I'm good, right? Yeah. And then they go, well, how does it feel to be an all-star? And he's like, oh, my God, like this is a dream come true, right? I'm mean, All of this while he's about to hit, uh-huh. it's ball one, ball two, strike one, and then he gets a base hit. Uh-huh. Right and ends up on first base. He's like, "Oh my God, bring me that baseball! That's my first baseball in an All Star game." Right. Uh-huh. Well, there's a video. You smash cut that to a video of Marky in the audience. Uh-huh. She's filming him, and you hear Jose's son, and he's like, "That's my daddy. That's my daddy. Hit a home run, daddy! Come on, daddy! You know." Oh. And and he hits this base hit, and he's like, "That's my dad!" Like, and I was just like, "Oh my God, dude! Oh, what?" What a beautiful, beautiful moment. And again, class act, Jose. Yeah. 
you know, and, 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 and if I'm being a little cynical and, and I tend to be, cause I'm a comic, you know, we did a toy drive together, Jose and I back in Corpus Christi when he was playing for the Texas Rangers and, and don't get me wrong. He had fans and people, you know, yeah. loved him. Well, now that he's on, on the Yankees and an all-star now, all it's I a, see is it's a different ball game. Oh, we're so proud of you. And that's our boy. And I'm like, where the fuck were you last year? Where the fuck were you the year before? You know what I mean? You know, this guy's in the major leagues. He's from home. We, we should have been rooting him on before. Well, right? no, but, but you know that's not how that works. I know. And I, I know that's not how it works. But I'm so dang proud of him. Hip, hip, Jose. I'm glad all these people on, are coming to the party. It's so awesome, man. And I'm, I couldn't be happier for him because I know the kind of human that he is. And, and that, to me, uh, again, embodies what I love. Yeah. family, his faith, and his work ethic, right? Yeah. So he really embodies that. And we need to support more people like that. We need to get behind those people. Because I think I think ultimately the, the narcissistic, self-indulged celebrity is done. We're yeah. done with that. You know, and, and we need to start rooting for guys like Jose. Yeah. You know, so... What a wonderful episode. It's always so good to sit across from my beautiful wife, Captain Evil herself, and I her polka you, dotted baby. outfit. Is that a... See, don't tell me you love me. No, you can't start now. I do love you. I miss you, you this weekend. I had a great time on my girls' weekend. I'm grateful you carved out space in our life so that we could make that happen because it's not just me making it happen. It's both of us to make that possible. <laughs> I, so I, I appreciate will say, you. I've said it once, and I will say it again. The only thing from stopping you is you. I am here to support anything and everything you want to do. And the only reason you don't do it is because of you. Mm. I, yeah, that's what gets me so frustrated. Renee will be like, I don't get time for myself. Well, that's on you. Nobody's telling you not to. I don't even get my nails done. That's on you. Nobody's <laughs> telling you not to. So you heard it right here on the podcast. I am happy when she's happy. If she wants to get, as I look down at my nails, if she wants to get mani pedi, she can do it every day if she wants. I don't care. She can do her. So, with that being said, love your spouse, love your family, keep your faith. I am Steve Trevino. This is my beautiful wife, Captain Evil. Hundred and one. And one. Thank episodes. you.